Is investment something that's always been on your mind, but you don't quite know how to get started on that journey? We are here to set you on the right course. Welcome to My Cashflow Academy's Investor's Corner with your host, Athena Paquette Cornier. We are all about getting out of the rat race through creating positive passive income through real estate investing. Here you'll hear from regular people just like you and the professionals who support us towards greater wealth. Learn before you earn, move from analysis to action, and find the right path to attaining the success that you've always dreamed of for yourself. Now, here's your host, Athena. Hi there. Today's Mortgage Monday is about PMI, why you have to pay it, how to avoid it, or how to avoid the monthly fee. So PMI is private mortgage insurance. Lenders who are giving you a conventional loan will require this insurance on loans where there is less than 20% down. It covers them, not you, in case of default on the loan. If you don't pay the mortgage payment and then they have to foreclose, the insurance company will pay them for their losses up to a certain amount, maybe 13%, 25%, 30% of the mortgage balance. The coverage depends on the amount of your down payment and also the risk that you represent as a borrower. Maybe you have a low FICO or maybe you have an adjustable rate instead of a fixed rate or the property type. So they'll charge more if it's a condo versus a house. So depending on all those variables, the premium could be higher or lower. The premium of the insurance is usually a percentage of the loan amount and then divided by 12 to be included in the mortgage payment. It's always included in the mortgage payment. So the lower the down payment or credit score, the higher the risk and then therefore the higher the premium. This premium can also decline over time as you gain equity. For example, if you buy a home for 600,000, your loan amount would be when you put 10% down your loan amount would be 540 and that PMI would be approximately $160 per month on top of the mortgages, principal, interest, taxes, and insurance. So this is in addition to all that. Some people say, oh, Athena, I don't want to pay PMI. It's a waste of money. I shouldn't have to pay it. There's no tax deduction. And I agree with all that, but this is your way to pay to play. In other words, you're paying to transfer the risk to an insurance company so that you don't have to wait longer to save more down payment and maybe the whole market would pass you by. Imagine if you'd bought with a small down payment and paid PMI in 2011 versus 2015 or 16 or even today. So my answer is this is the price of entry to get into a home with a small down payment or less than 20% down. And in our market here in California, 20% down could be 100,000, 150,000, 200,000. So definitely it's worth getting in sooner. So what's the alternative to PMI or how can we avoid PMI? So in a couple of these examples, you're not avoiding it. You're just finding an alternative way to pay for it. So there are three ways to avoid PMI. The first number one way to avoid PMI and still get to put a minimum down is to wrap it into the rate. This is also called lender paid PMI or LPMI. Instead of paying a monthly fee, you're building in into the interest rate. The bank is charging you, the lender's charging you a higher interest rate, but then no monthly fee. So what does that mean? That means that now it's an interest deduction or could be an interest deduction given the new tax laws, you might be over the limit, but it would be an interest deduction for most people because now it's built into the mortgage interest rate and not a separate fee called separate insurance fee. So the good news is that then it's now a tax write-off 
because it's home interest. The bad news is it's permanent. So let's think about that. If you wrap the PMI fee into your mortgage interest rate, when you build up 20% equity, the bank is not going to lower the interest rate now back to what it should have been prior to wrapping into the rate. Your mortgage payment is a 30-year fixed on that permanent interest rate. They are not going to change the interest rate just because you build 20% equity. So that's the bad side. So think about this. If you think you're getting a good deal on your house and the house is going to go up in value quickly, do you really want to wrap that PMI into the interest rate when maybe two years down the road, you could get rid of the monthly fee PMI. So think about that. So that's way number one to avoid PMI is wrap it into the rate and then you don't have to pay per month. The lender will take that extra interest they're making and they're going to send it on to the PMI company. So way number two is paying the PMI in a one-time lump sum. So we call that a single premium PMI. And actually, a lot of insurance companies like life insurance companies use the same language. So as you're learning this, you're learning pretty much standard insurance industry wording or, or verbiage. So the single premium PMI is where you pay instead of a monthly fee per month, you're paying a one-time fee in one lump sum, and that is your PMI. You never have to pay again. So what does that mean? If you were to pay monthly PMI, you probably, with 10% down, would pay somewhere around 0.3% of the loan amount and then divide by 12. So that's that 157.50, or I rounded up to 160 earlier in the previous example. So let's say you don't want to pay per month, then you might opt for this option. Pretty cool. You would pay 1.8% of the loan amount as a one-time fee. That's if you have a 740 credit score. As the credit score goes down, again, you're a higher risk, so the premium would go up. So what you have to decide is, for example, 1.8% on that 540000 is right around $9,700. So is it worth paying up front $9,700 instead of paying one sixty dollars per month for however long you're going to pay it? Maybe you'll gain equity quickly and you could have gotten rid of that monthly PMI. So the other thing is with a single premium PMI, you can wrap it into the loan. So this is not necessarily cash you're paying at closing. It could be wrapped into the loan amount, added on top of your... So instead of $540,000, you would be borrowing $549,700. So that's another way, number two way, to avoid paying the monthly PMI. You're just wrapping it in. So way number three is probably my favorite way, and it truly is no PMI. So what is it? If you put 10% down, we will let you borrow the other 10% at closing. So in other words, instead of one loan, you are getting two loans, two mortgages. So the first mortgage is 80% of the price of the home or value of the home if you're refinancing. And that's why there's no PMI because you met the 20% down requirement. We are letting you borrow the other 10%. And the second loan does carry a slightly higher monthly, slightly higher interest rate. And so keep that in mind as well. So this borrowing the 10% down, we call that a piggyback loan. We're giving you two loans. One, as I said, 80% of the price. And then the second loan is the other 10% down that you haven't been able to save up or don't want to save up. You don't want to wait. So the second loan does carry a slightly higher interest rate. But usually the total of the two payments on the two, the piggyback loan and the first mortgage loan, those amount to less per month than if you were to pay PMI. And again, keep in mind, mortgage interest in general is a tax deduction, whereas PMI is not. So this is a great structure also for people who get bonuses at work, or maybe you want to pay down your home quickly, so you'll use tax refunds to do this. 
this is a great way to build in kind of a built-in refinance or a built-in savings. Because once in our example, you're buying a home for $600,000, you're putting $60,000 down. Your second or piggyback loan would be $60,000 as well, obviously. And then your mortgage, your main mortgage would be $540,000. So over time, if you work hard at paying off that $60,000, you'll actually eventually have it be a zero balance. That payment goes away and all you have left is the $540,000, which is, like I said, a way to snowball paying off that debt, which a lot of financial advisors talk about. Snowballing payments in one direction to one debt, you pay it off, you move it over to the next one. So this is a great way to accomplish that on your home. So I also wanted to mention that these were all conventional loan approaches to PMI, private mortgage insurance. There's about eight companies out there that do PMI. Some you've heard of, some of you've not heard of, but a lot of them are in the general insurance industry. So you'll recognize a lot of those, like Genworth, for example. People recognize that name because they do life insurance and they do annuities and things like that, and so or long-term care insurance even. So they're a big insurance company. They also insure mortgages for conventional loans. And the reason I'm bringing this up now is, unfortunately, FHA does not allow these variables. FHA, which is the Federal Housing Administration, or HUD, a lot of people have heard HUD. FHA is the loan program that's supervised under HUD. And so because it's the government, they insure the entire loan, not just that percentage I mentioned earlier. They insure the entire loan. It is backed by us taxpayers should something be needed over at HUD. And so they only allow the monthly, plus they also have an upfront fee. So the upfront fee with FHA is 1.75%. Not bad. That's as if you had a credit score of 740 and your credit score can be 620 or even below that. And then the monthly PMI fee or actually more monthly mortgage insurance with MMI with FHA that one is 0.8 if you have a certain loan amount or even 0.85%. So that's pretty steep. But again, with FHA, you can put 3.5% down and there's some flexibilities with FHA that conventional loans don't have. So again, FHA does not allow the three ways to get rid of PMI or avoid PMI, but it's a great program nonetheless. One of my favorite programs. So hopefully this has been helpful to you to know the different ways to avoid PMI or not have to pay the monthly fee on PMI. Number one was to wrap it into your interest rate called LPMI or lender paid PMI, tax write-offs, but it's permanent. Number two way was to do a single premium PMI, which is where you pay a lump sum and you're done. You can even wrap it into the loan. The third way, and actually I forgot to mention one, there is a variation of those two called split premium, but you're not avoiding the monthly fee. You're just making the monthly fee lower by adding some into your loan amounts. It's kind of a, a hybrid of the two. So number three was to do the piggyback loan, the truly no PMI. You do not need PMI if you can do that loan structure. So I hope you enjoyed this today. Next week, we'll talk about the five financial poison pills to look for before you buy a condo. And to join our mailing list, if you want to be invited to our free events, educational live events, text 444-999. And in the message, put your email address and the keyword mortgage fund. So that's it for this week. Join me Friday at 4.30 for Investor's Corner, where I'll be interviewing Jane Euler, an attorney here in the South Bay, who will explain to us the ways to protect your assets before marriage and after marriage. So stay tuned. Thanks for joining me today for Mortgage Mondays. Have a great week. This has been another episode of My Cashflow Academy's Investor's Corner with your host, Athena Paquette-Cornier. 
We wish you all the success you deserve as you use what you've learned here out in the real world. Check out the blog post for this episode, along with many more helpful resources at mycashflowacademy.com.